Welcome in, welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers. I'm your host, JJ. You can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me, as always, I have Keone. What's up? You can follow him at Daydreamer Keone on Twitter, and we have Ryan with us. What's good? You can follow him at Rocco, R O K K O, Daydreamer. Let's get on to the podcast. Producer Ian, as usual, with the slaps. Hot boy. Today we're gonna have some news go over. We're gonna have some dynasty talk to talk about. But first, we have some over unders to get into. Intern Aaron gave us some numbers, some over under lines. If you don't know what that means, Aaron gave us a predictive stat on a player, and we have to say if we think said player will get over or under said line. It pretty much explains itself, so let's just jump into the first one. Terry McLaurin, the line Aaron gave us was 1,250 receiving yards. So will Terry McLaurin get over or under 1,250 receiving yards? Ryan, what do you think? Over. Uh, last year with worse quarterbacks than Fitzpatrick and a worse offense, he got 1,100 yards. I think this offense is going to get more creative and be able to throw just as well. Um, so I think it's going to be over. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to take the over. Everything you said, this offense is going to be more productive, I think. Yeah, Curtis Samuel is coming, but Curtis Samuel is not going to take away from Terry McLaurin. So, um, yeah, 1,100 yards in 15 games. Add another game to that. I'll take the over. Keone, what about you? Add another two games to that, actually. Well, yeah, true. Add two games to that. Okay, then yeah, with with Ryan Fitzpatrick as quarterback, who's hopefully going to be the quarterback throughout the whole year, as opposed to like switching between quarterbacks and having Alex Smith as a game manager, even though he was great last season. He's not like on the to roster. See him. I, I understand that, but I'm I'm saying like. I don't see Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't see him as a game manager. I see him as a guy who will ball out if he can in a game, regardless of interceptions or not. So I think it's going to be three overs for Terry McLaurin at 1250. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. We all take the over for that one. Let's move on to the next one. Jonathan Taylor over or under 1700 total yards. This one is hard because he he doesn't really catch the ball that much. He never really has in college or uh, so. I mean, he'll get around 1200, 1300 yards on the ground, but over or under 1700, I'll go with under. I agree with you. Uh, I, I think the rushing is what makes it so hard. The problem is, Big fill through to the running backs a lot. Carson Wentz does not go to running backs a lot, right? I just think this number is going to go down, and Marlon Mack might be coming back. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he's you know very limited, but I think the rushing numbers is going to really help him. He had two hundred and thirty two rushing attempts last year. I could see that go up to two sixty. 
I just don't know if his passing numbers. I mean, he had 30, 39 targets with uh, 36 receptions. I just, that's not going, I, that's not going much higher. Yeah. He had, um, I think around 1500 or just, just under 1500 total yards last year and an extra game does help that, but that's still 200 yards. And if you're saying that Philip rivers threw more to his running backs, than Carson wouldn't be expect Carson Wentz to, or Carson Wentz has shown in the past. And I guess that makes sense because Philip rivers probably needed to get the ball out of the, out of his hand fast. Cause he can't move around in the pocket. Um, yeah, seventeen hundreds a lot, especially for especially for a running back potentially going into his like or going into his sophomore year, which you know we always know is that potential for that sophomore slump. Hopefully not for Jonathan Taylor and um, the people who have him on their fantasy teams and the Colts as well. But that's a tough number, even with seventeen games. That's that's a hundred games or a hundred yards total, like per game as as an average, and. That's that's tough. I see people maybe like like Dalvin Cook doing that or um Ezekiel not Elliot. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, um Chris King McCaffrey. Henry. Yeah. Yeah. So there's only and I don't know if he's like he's one of I think the top five or six running backs, but I don't know in terms of if he'll be in that elite level. So that's a tough number to pass. I, I believe in him, but I don't think seventeen hundred he'll he'll make total. So we all take the under on that one as well. Mm-hmm. What number? So what? What number would it have to drop to, to for you to take the over? Like if it was at sixteen hundred, do you take the over at that point, or if it's at fifteen hundred or fifteen fifty? Because I think that's closer to where I'm at. I'm like fifteen hundred. Okay, I'll take the over on that. I th- I think sixteen hundred sixteen hundred is the number. So I would go. That's a tie, but I would probably say under because. I just would, I'm more of a safe guy on that. But 1600 is the number, I assume. Yeah, 1600, I think, is, is kind of that limit where I can see him getting to. So I would be safe anywhere between like 1500 and 1600. I could feel going like, and depending on where it is, closer to 15 or 16. But yeah, I think that's a good 100 yard range because he's, like I said, he got 1500 last year or just under it. And so there's potential you know, he's worked in the off season and all that sort of stuff. And so he might get more yards or, or, but less receiving yards. So I, I think that's a good range and I would be comfortable definitely at 1500 to say over. Okay. Just wanted to feel out where we all were. And third on the list, this is one's not really an over under, but who will have more receiving yards, Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel. I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. He had he had more receiving yards and less games, but he was a rookie. Debo Samuel. I mean, these guys play the same position, really, on on the same exact team. So who's going to get more screen passes? Who's going to take those screen passes for more yards? I would put my money on Brandon Ayuk. Keone, what do you have to say? I, I would think I would have to agree with you, seeing as, I mean, I know um, Debo Samuel played in a lot less games, I think, because he was injured, right? Yeah. So, and I think uh, Brandon Ayuk just just got over, or just got under, I should say, 100 targets. So, it, regardless of who the quarterback is, because they're probably going to have a different quarterback than Jamie Garoppolo, seeing as they're the third pick in the draft, right? 
Yeah, they traded up for the third pick. Yeah, so they'll get somebody that's not Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson, probably. Um, but yeah, and, and I mean, I think somebody's going to go into that offense, that Kyle Shanahan offense, and regardless of who that quarterback is, it seemed like Brandon Ayuk kind of made, did the best with what he like he had last year because there was injuries all across the board last year, but it seemed like Shanahan wants to get him the ball. So I think it would be a, the safe bet is to go with Brandon Ayuk. I really wish it wasn't receiving yards and it was total yards because I would go Depot Samuel for total yards. But since it is receiving yards, I will go with Ayuk. Uh, they they will get the ball to both of them. If I picked in like again in like if I could pick which one I wanted in fantasy, it would be Samuel because he does get so many rushes. But Ayuk is just a better receiver. Yeah, I agree with that. And that'll be it for the over-unders today. I just wanted to take a quick second to plug our website, daydreamermedia.com. Aaron has been working really hard. He's putting out articles every week on Friday they come out. So um, they're really fun and informative reads. Last Friday, he just finished up his rookie series with pass catchers. So head over there to our website and check it out. Also, if you guys could follow us on Instagram at day underscore dreamermedia and Twitter at FF Daydreamer. We'll update you guys on everything we have going on over here at Daydreamer Media. So, yeah, just follow along, and thanks for the follows. Let's get into the news. All right, first up for the news. The NFL has extended to a 17-game regular season like we were talking about earlier. What does this mean for fantasy to you guys? Um. I just think it means that the playoffs are going to be a little trickier. Those finals in week set, week 16, I'll get a little more scared, you know, because I could see teams getting more rest knowing that uh, 17 games are on the way. Like I could see players sitting out that extra game. Yeah. Just, yeah. To rest up for the actual NFL playoffs. So yeah, we think we all agree that you should move your your fantasy league one one extra week, play into week seventeen, and then not play week eighteen. Still, right? Yeah, don't play that last week. So have the championship in week seventeen. Um, and then, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fatigue. Guys playing that extra game. I mean, there is there is going to be one less preseason game. So I don't know if we'll see it so much this first season, but I think over the years playing that extra game. Is just going to make guys uh, retire earlier, I guess. Just getting banged up that extra game every season is going to lessen careers. Kuni, what do you what do you think about this? I think that's that's a good point, especially for like dynasty type of stuff. Yeah, it kind of creates just another layer to that whole decision making process. And I think going into this season, whether you're dynasty or um, PPR or whatever redraft, yeah. yeah, redraft leagues. Be like you have to be prepared more than ever to have backup players, like because your your starting roster might either sit later in the season or they might get injured or it's just more likely this coming this upcoming season than it has previously. So try to draft with that in mind. And I know it's difficult because the draft process is difficult in in and of itself. And so yeah. doing those levels of 
like gymnastics in your head are already difficult, but you have to be prepared to maybe even get rid of somebody who you're attached to. And you know, I know it's tough and we all have that one person every year, but have solid backups prepared. So you're set, you're ready for each week and then other people might not. So you can take advantage of that. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, the NFL also released the added week. We don't know where, when it's going to be added on, but the added games. So we're going to give you our top five, each individual's top five. Who, who wants to start us off? I'll go first. All right. For me, the first game, it's going to be. Are you, wait, uh, are you going from five to one or are you, uh, do you don't, do you have a particular would, order or. I was going to go, I can go five to one. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do okay. five to one. Well, number five, then got me even more hyped. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Jets. I always have to reach for the Eagles. It will always be one of my top five favorite games. It doesn't matter. But I will also get to see Zach Wilson and the new Jets off, Jets offense, the new Jets team. Um, and then I get to see whoever the Eagles are on. So hopefully that works out. All right, Keone, what's your number five? So my number five is different. It's Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals versus the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Dang, um, I have them as my number two. That's oh, my wow. number three. <laughs> um, okay. I think they're both really pretty young and exciting teams. And I think the way if Cleveland can play the way they did towards the end of last season in this game, again, because we don't know when these games are like happening during the season. Yeah. But both teams can show they can be pretty explosive if they're playing well. And I think it could potentially be either like it has the potential to both be a high scoring game, but also potentially a defensive battle depending on like how the teams are structured. Um, I'm for Cleveland. I'm a little, not necessarily worried, but I think they play better without Odell Beckham jr. <laughs> like shots fired. Yeah. But um, I, I, I still think they're a good enough team. And if they can play like they did last year at the towards the end, it'll be very exciting. Yeah. Both playoff contending teams, I think too. So that will make it exciting. All right. My number five is the Los Angeles Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. That's your number five. That's ridiculous. That's my number one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you said this is your number five. Yeah. This is my number five. Like I got this list again. <laughs> the Rams are going to be good. They're good. They're going to be pretty good defense. Both these teams are going to be playoff contenders. I just liked other games on the on the list better. It's just I mean this is just my personal preference. I also am not a Ravens fan. <laughs> like, come on. I didn't put the Steelers Man. on this list. <laughs> do, do you, well, that's what you messed up. But <laughs> they actually this team. They actually this game already happened in 2019. And the Ravens murked the Rams. And I remember the announcer, it was a Monday night game saying, and that's a Jackson five. Cause ja- Lamar Jackson three <laughs> for five passing touchdowns. It was amazing. I was surprised they didn't have in one, two, three, A, B, C. It was amazing though. <laughs> but this is a revenge game. They were, yeah. The Ravens I mean, were dancing all over the field in LA. I remember Sean McVay's face. He was embarrassed. It's a different Rams offense too than in 2009, like completely different. Jared Goff's gone. They got Matthew Stafford now. 
they can throw I think down it'll, the field. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun game. It was one of my honorable mentions. I'll move on to my number four. I got Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Tom Brady against Carson Wentz. That's my number two. And this one, I think, is because of high playoff implications for me is why it's it's on my list. Because I think this game, these teams will be nearing wild card, nearing the top of their division. And so it's a game that's really going to matter. Can you see it? You had that number two. What's your number yeah, I, four? Um, well, I just want to speak a little bit more on oh, this okay, game okay. because I think it's two really, really good. Like def- it'll be a defensive matchup. I think like kind of that old school. Two really good defenses are like some of the best, arguably the two of the best defenses in the league, going against each other. So it'll be a slobber knocker, and it's. <laughs> I had Indy going farther in the playoffs than they did last year. So it, 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 I, it would have been nice if this might've been like a Super Bowl rematch, but unfortunately they faced Buffalo early in the playoffs, but it, that it'll fulfill my dream of being able to see uh, Indy in a, in a Super Bowl esque type game. But I, I said the same thing. This could be a Super Bowl preview though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four is the New York giants versus Miami just we've been talking about you know this offseason and we just got done with all our um like trades and the free agency and these two teams I think they were our top two in our list of 15 and so they both just got their new number one guys with Miami getting Will Fuller the fifth and the Giants getting Kenny Galladay um, Kenny Galladay so I think it should be really interesting to see the two, even though they're not like the best of teams on this list, we'll see better teams overall on this list. I just think the, the, it will be interesting because it's their, their new high powered offenses, or at least they should be. So, and plus they're relatively evenly matched, I think, give or take. Yeah. I feel it. It was an honorable mention for me. Ryan, what's your number four? No, we talked about it already. It's Tampa Bay versus Indy. Hmm. Most of my list is done already. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll say um, my number three, the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. Let's go. We both got them at number three. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a fun game. I mean, the Bills are good. We saw last year, and I'm really excited for what Washington can do this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel. That defense was dirty last year. I think they they keep that up, and they'll give the Bills a, a game. Yeah, um, I because uh, all of these are cross um, conference games. Yeah. Yes. So I don't remember if they faced each other, but it'll be interesting seeing like Chase Young go against, um, but like Josh Allen and that lo- that line, and just these, this is kind of like my feel good game because I love both of these teams, especially after this off season. So. I just, I'm very, that's, yeah, that's why one of my favorites, I didn't feel good enough putting it in the top two because there's like better games, but this is like just a really, really game. I'm incredibly looking forward to because I love both these teams now. This was going to be my number five, but I had to put in Philadelphia. So (laughs) (laughs) that's honorable mention. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
I, I agree with you, Kenny. That that's the feel good pick for me too. Um, so Ryan, what was your number three? Just remind the people. Arizona versus Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, and then that was my number two: Arizona versus Cleveland. Keone, what's your what's your oh, number? That was my two? number five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my number two. My yeah, number two. Oh, uh, it was Tampa Bay versus Indy. Okay, so, so then let's get into the number one. Do we go over your number two? Yeah, Wait. it's Arizona and Cleveland. Okay, M- my number two is uh, Kansas City versus Green Bay. Ah, that's my number two game. That's my number one. That's my number one as well. Oh, okay. Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes. It'll be the for the first time ever. Yeah. You want to talk about a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl preview? Not Super Bowl, State Farm preview. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the commercials uh, during that game. Oh my my gosh. (laughs) No, I mean, it's going to be a fun game. It's yeah. going to be Chiefs Rams esque from whenever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they're like, that Monday night, super super high scoring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just going to be fun. Both their offenses are pretty much the same, right? Yeah. So I mean, it just Aaron Rodgers needs another wide receiver, but yeah, yeah this will be. He doesn't like, need it either. I know he doesn't, he can, but he he, he deserves it. Out. Yeah, yeah, he does. All right, let's get on. No, sorry. No, not the receiver he needs, but it's the receiver he deserves. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get on to more of the news. Sam Darnold was traded from the Jets to the Panthers for a 2021 sixth round pick, a 2022 second, and a 2022 fourth round pick. Sam Darnold, you guys happy about him going to the Panthers? If I owned him in Dynasty, I would. Yeah. But realistically, I don't know if this is an upgrade for any of the Panthers wide receivers. This is an upgrade for Sam Darnold. Yeah. I don't know if it's a team upgrade, though. I think I agree with that. Seeing as I traded for him in Dynasty recently, yes, this is very fortuitous news for me. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very excited because he's under the Adam Gase umbrella and he's working with uh, Joe, Joe Brady again he's, he's out of the adam case umbrella he said he's i know under. oh but yeah he's working with joe brady now right yeah he yeah, worked yeah. with before at lsu where he just went off no, so he this... didn't work. no he didn't no it was uh joe burrow oh i'm sorry joe burrow that's my but i where <laughs> joe where joe burrow went off under the joe brady system yeah. that's what i meant i apologize but still it's hopeful that the same can happen with sam darnold yeah you hope that he can turn him around. Yeah, yes. Sam Darrell, big winner. Yeah. Mm. Leonard Fournette, he's returning to the Bucks one year, 3.25 million. They also signed um, Giovanni Bernard, who was released by the Cincinnati Bengals. So this is the first I'm hearing in this news. Oh, oh dang. It happened on Monday, yesterday. So, Whoa. yeah. They signed Geo to a one year. I don't know what the money looks like, but I'm assuming it's pretty small. I well, hope it comes. Playoff. Sorry, go. I hope it comes with a stipulation that he has to shave his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians both recruited Giovanni Bernard to come to the team. So, well, playoff Lenny and Ronald Darby, or sorry, not Ronald, uh, Ronald Jones, passes. Yeah. <laughs> Do and, guys and Giovanni Bernard is one of the better pass catchers running backs in the league so 
There were also a few draft trades that went on. The Dolphins traded the number three pick to the 49ers for the 12th pick, a first and a third pick in next year's draft, and a first in 2023. The Dolphins then traded the 12th pick and a fourth-round pick in this year's draft and next year's first to the Eagles for a sixth and a fifth round in pick this season. So that's a lot. Pretty much the Eagles moved up to six, the 49ers moved all the way up to three, and the Dolphins moved back to 12. No, the Eagles moved back to 12. Oh, that's what I mean. The Dolphins moved, yeah. The Dolphins moved back to 12, then to six. The Eagles went from six to 12. Yeah. So that that move pretty much locks in the Dolphins getting one of these guys, one of these pass catchers for Tua. So what do you think about that for Will Fuller or uh, Parker? I don't necessarily think it locks them in. I think that actually them moving there gives them range to see what people do in front of them and then draft who they want. Yeah, because um, yeah, they have Will Fuller and they have Devontae Parker as well. So and there's your have, top two guys yeah. and Gasecki. Preston Williams will be back, mm-hmm. I think. Of mm-hmm. his ACL, so I don't. I really don't know if they'd go pass catcher there. Last bit of news: Julian Edelman retired from the NFL on Monday. I mean, he was getting up there in age, so no Tom Brady. Cam Newton just can't throw the ball like Tom Brady, so uh, you know. Yeah, he he probably felt left out. Like everybody was just leaving, and then he was like the lone guy there, and he's like, mm. yeah. he's he's then, Will Smith in the Fresh Prince of Bel- Fresh Prince of Bel Air meme. Yeah. He's just looking around, he's like, oh, yeah. where'd everyone go? Yeah, oh. true. Yeah, all my friends are gone. Yeah, so he decided to uh, take his ball and leave. He retired. Do you all think right. he gets no. in the Hall of Fame? No, uh, I don't think so either. Okay. I mean, as a Steelers fan, if Heinz Ward can't get in there, come on. Julian didn't Edelman. he? Uh, didn't he outrun uh, Bane? I mean, he should get in for Heinz that. Ward, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole <laughs> the whole stadium was imploding, bro. Come on, yeah, ran the whole explosion. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kinda... not Hall of Fame worthy. I don't know what is. Yeah, that's two Batman references in this podcast so far. So. All right, that'll do it for the news for us today. Let's move on to some Dynasty talk. So I'm just going to ask you guys some questions. Let's get into it. Who? What's one strategy you guys use whenever you are playing in a Dynasty-specific league rather than tr- redraft or best ball or something like that? What's What's... A specific strategy used for dynasty leagues uh for me uh it's to try to be a year too early than a year too late um i i in my league i traded away julio jones does that mean i think julio jones is not gonna be good no but i i see the end coming and i rather try to get the value now I'm not saying that for all old players. You could say that for young players trying to get people who had an okay season and who you think might break out the next year. It's okay to miss early, but you know it's hard. It's hard to recover when you wait too long. Yeah, I agree with that, Keone. So for me, um, it's basically have a balanced team. So you might think dynasty. Oh, you have to get all these really young players, but that's that's good. 
and you should have a lot of young players, but don't count out the players, like the older players who still get you a lot of points, like have them on your team as well, because they get you points. So kind of have that balanced team where, yeah, you're drafting these rookies and hopefully they'll do well for you. And like these younger guys say like under 25 or so, but also there's like players can play for a long time and still perform very well. So don't just disregard them because of their age in a dynasty league. Yeah. Mine would be um, potential is not as important as production. So these guys that have, you've already seen produce in the NFL, we've seen them live in games. We know what they are. We know what they can do. That's, that's more proven. That's, that's more proven to be correct than the potential, what we think a guy can do. Oh, he can jump out of the gym. So he must be able to go up and get, we, we don't know that the NFL is different than college. So, um, until you prove it, it's not actually been done. So yeah, kind of, kind of going off what you just said, Keone of these, these older players, the guys that score points are important to this, to your dynasty team. You need those players. You can't just keep looking to the future and trading for draft picks and all this to, to keep winning in the future because you, you need to win now. It's all about winning now. So then let's get into talking about some players. Who is a player that you're trying to get away from in Dynasty? And I'll start because Ryan already talked about it a little bit because he traded him, Julio Jones. <laughs> and I'm like exactly what Ryan is saying. This Julio is a great, great player. But he's 32 years old. It looks like Calvin Ridley is going to surpass him as the number one on this team. Maybe not this year, maybe next year. I mean, he kind of already did it, but Julio missed quite a bit of games. So that's kind of why. But you can go trade Julio Jones for quite a bit, I think, in a, in a dynasty league. And maybe you have to throw in a few other players, a few flex options or something. But I think you could move up for a top running back or... You know, something something really good for Julio Jones. So, so some of the reasons why I traded him is because he's 32. Uh, like you said, Ridley is getting better and better every year. The offense is changing. Had new head coach, new new play style, and that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Also, he doesn't score touchdowns, and that also matters. So it's just like you're adding all these things in. And, and you know, like the time is coming where he's going to be a guy who's a number two, a really good number two, but he might be a wide receiver three in fantasy. I don't know when that time is coming. I'm not trying to predict that, but the time is coming. And like you said, it's better to be a year too early than a year too late. Yeah. Cause in going like tied in with that, he still has name like value, his name, yeah. his name, like you can get money, like you can get a good like trade, like you said, a top running back or so for him now. Versus, say, maybe at the end of like the, this, the end of this coming year, you might he might not have that same um, level of pull, and you'd be like, oh, why didn't I do this before? Yeah, so. exactly. Keone, who's one guy that you're trying to trade away? I think I'm trying to get rid of David Johnson because one, they brought in Philip Lindsay, 
And it's regardless, it's a crowded backfield to begin with because they have Philip Lindsay, they have David Johnson, and they have Mark Ingram all in Houston. One, Houston's not a good team. And I don't look forward to having anybody on that team pretty much. And David Johnson is relatively old. He's 29, I think. And so he's going to, it's sooner than later, he's going to be over that 30 hump for running backs. And I know some people prove like dissert, um, prove that wrong, but still it's a number for a reason. And I just don't, he's had history, he's had a history with injuries and I just don't see too much benefit in him. Like I see his value going down versus going up at all. So it's just bad, bad news all around. You know, I feel like David Johnson's like 45 years old, but he's only 29. <laughs> like if you told me Frank Gore is younger than David Johnson, I might believe you, but he's only 29. It's yeah. crazy. I really wish he was on the Texans because maybe I would like it, like his stock a little bit more, but you're right. It's so crowded. Tyrod Taylor's going to be the quarterback if it's not Watson. And he, I mean, it's just not a good look. Yeah. The, yeah. And I think they use all three running backs. So, I mean, that's, that's something hard to predict. It's hard but to have thing, Johnson up there. Are you trading him in a package to try to get something a little bit better? Is it like, what is his actual value? You think? I think you'd have to, cause I, you, I don't think you can trade him alone at this point. I, I agree. I mean, he does have a little, a little name brand. Maybe you could get a, like a third round pick for him or something, but I don't know. I'd be pushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan, who, who are you getting away from? Uh, for me, it's going to be Evan Ingram, my first one. Uh, this whole offseason kind of sucked for him. <laughs> they got Kenny Galladay. They got um, Kyle Rudolph. And the problem is that Evan Ingram has faced injuries before. Even though last year he was healthy. But last year he just didn't work out. He scored one touchdown. Kenny Galladay and Kyle Rudolph are touchdown machines. That's what they do. Like, well, Kenny Galladay's a deep threat, but Kyle Rudolph was only used in the red zone. Yeah. And Sipquan Barkley will be back. It is not a good look for my boy Evan Ingram. I he's gonna he looks well, he's gonna be the third target because he's gonna be Kenny Galladay, Sterling <laughs> Shepard, and then Evan Ingram. And oh. Probably Saquon Barkley over Evan Ingram. I was gonna say you gotta <laughs> so put Saquon probably number two over Sterling Shepard. He is he, yeah. I liked him a lot last year, and the way he didn't perform, especially in a Jason Garrett offense that has had tight ends go for 100 yard, 100 catch seasons and multiple times had 10 touchdowns. If you'd only have one touchdown, that's that's horrible. Yeah. I, yeah, I like this. I mean, Evan Ingram, how many times are we going to live on? Oh, man, he looks so athletic, and this guy looks really good, and he should be a really good football player. For how many years are we going to do this? This man has not produced. Like, he, I feel like the hype on Evan Ingram is higher every single year than what he finishes every single year. So, yeah, I agree with this. People love alliteration. Yeah, true. They do. (laughs) Do you guys want to give me another guy who you want to trade away? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, go ahead. Uh, ahead. My second guy will be Marquise Hollywood Brown. And this is a young guy. Yeah, it would be his third year this year. And the problem is the offense. 
when you think of like when you think of the Ravens, obviously they run first. Last year, Brown got a hundred targets, and they were just so inefficient. You know what I mean? And and you think he's gonna be a great deep threat, but he's not. He only he only averages thirteen yards per target, so he's not really getting down the field like I thought he was. So he's not, and he only had fifty eight receptions. I I, it's just hard for him to be a consistent guy that you can play every week because the fact they run so much and his targets are so up and down with Lamar. I mean, you think, Oh, they have great chemistry. They're best friends. They hang out all the time, but then pass the ball to him, bro. Pass the ball to him. <laughs> they just don't throw the ball enough. They really just don't, man. It's so frustrating. So I would, I would try to trade Hollywood now because I don't know of how much his role could expand in this type of offense. And with Sammy Watkins coming back, but Sammy Watkins, he'll get hurt week six. <laughs> yeah. On it now. But he'll have a huge game one week. So, <laughs> so I mean, this is one of the younger guys we've talked about so far. So what are you trying to get for Hollywood Brown? Are you trying to get some draft picks? Are you trying to package him to move up? Or I would I think he's something you can help you can person you can put in a package because I mean, Hollywood Brown, he's so young. You can, there's a lot of things that people will like about him. This is just me since I actually have him. It's so hard <laughs> to play him. And I know that from experience, he's not as useful to me. So I would, maybe I would even try to go for a rookie that I really like this year and try to get maybe a second round pick for him or a third round pick and, or maybe trade my third and second, my third and Marquise Brown to try to move up to a late second. Because I just don't think he has the potential of the Sean Jackson like I thought he did when coming out. I mean, I thought he was going to be a guy you could throw a 60-yard bomb to like he did the first game versus the Dolphins. And this is going to be every week type of thing or every couple of weeks. And it's just like, man, you do not go deep very often, huh? Lamar Jackson just can't throw the bomb that deep, bro. It's just... All right, all right. Let me, let me ask you just one guy and then we'll get on to Keone. Would you trade... Hollywood Brown for, let me find someone good. Adam Thielen, straight up. Adam oh. Thielen, older, scores touchdowns, though. He's not going to be on your dynasty team as long. Man, straight up, huh? Uh, I would take it. I would take it. That's a, that's a win-now move. Yep. That's a win-now move, and that would, that would help. It, you could find a guy like Hollywood, though. You could find these deep threats. I mean, this whole draft is small receivers who, who are fast. Yeah. If you think about it, it's like five or six of them. There's a five, seven guy in this draft who might go in the <laughs> second round. I could find that guy easy. Yeah, easily Adam replaceable. Leland. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Keone. Who's, who's someone else you're trading away? Um. Well, I'm going to go AJ Green, but bef- like for the Marquise Brown thing, just it's a little unethical, but just try to convince people that you know an insider and they're like, oh yeah, he's going to be trading teams. So he's going to go to a better offense. So there goes his value. <laughs> it might not be true. You know, it's unethical. I, but I, people to just lie, <laughs> lie to get what you want. All right. Hey, That's man. how you succeed in life, kids. One ring to rule them all. Like, I just. You would do what it takes. Yeah, agreed. Joni is flashing his dynasty championship ring in our faces right now. All right. Um, but yeah, AJ Green. I'm trying to get rid of AJ Green because one, he's older 
And I think last year we saw how much older he looks than mm-hmm. even he, like, I think he's 32 or something. So similar to Julio Jones and he's going to Arizona where I said before, great for him. Cause he has, he doesn't have to move if he's going to retire. Um, but I think he's going to fit like more of like a Larry Fitzgerald kind of role. And even though he, we love Larry Fitzgerald and like the person he is, we it's not AJ the best. Green. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> no. the best move for fantasy, yeah. especially dynasty. So, mm-hmm. yeah, true. AJ Green, like you said, just going to Arizona to retire. So, all right, my. Other guy I'm trying to get away from, Brandon Cooks. Like you said about David Johnson, I'm, I don't want anyone on this Texans team. And I think, I think you can still convince someone to take Brandon Cooks off your hands. I mean, I would. I would take him, actually. Really? Yeah. If you looked at his season last year, it was actually underratedly good. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, wide receiver 15 and a half point PPR leagues. He's gone over a thousand yards and all but two seasons. And he was injured in a majority of those seasons. He's 27 years old. So he's not super old, but he's not young. Um, he's on his fourth NFL team. I guess that's a knock against him, but the, not, the problem is, is that he doesn't want to be traded. He said, this is probably like, he literally said this in the interview. You're not going to trade me. You're going to cut me if you don't want me. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to leave Texans, but if he did, this guy is going to produce. But what if he does not leave the Texans? How do you feel about him? Well, that sucks. Yeah, for him. But what is he? He's a number one. Yeah, he is going to be the number one on that team. I just don't want any part of that team. And that's the thing is, he's going to be the number one. I think you can talk someone into trading for Brandon Cooks for you and get something worth it out of it. The only thing that would scare me is these concussions. I mean, he's like, what, on number four, or number five now? Yeah. You can only take so many, bro. Only take Maybe so that's many. why he said he doesn't want to be traded from the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> that was your face the whole time. Just looked confused <laughs> as fuck. And that's it, why. I just think he's over being <laughs> traded because he's been traded four times. Oh, that, yeah. That's, that's the concussions talking. Because yeah. anybody in their right mind does not want to be in Houston right now. True. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So I think you can still get something for Brandon Cook. So I would trade him. I actually traded him last season. So I was really impressed with his numbers when I looked it up. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he's a good wide receiver. I just feel like he's not really a number one wide receiver. And so, yeah, but he gets targets and he gets yards and he gets in the end zone like five times a season. So he's going to put up points. All right, let's go into some players that we are looking to trade for now. I'll start us off with this one. My first one, DJ Chark. I wrote an article for Pro Football Mania. If you guys want to check that out, I would really appreciate it. We'll put the link in the bio of this episode. Um, so, yeah, go go look at that. I mean, I actually made a trade with Ryan for DJ Chark. I gave up Chase Edmonds and me, Cole Hardman. And, I mean... Chark is going to be the number one on this team, whether that means a lot. I mean, they're going to have three guys, Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault, so I don't think it'll mean that much for targets. But I I already believe in this offense with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence that I think D. 
DJ Chark running those number one routes is really going to help him. He was the number 16 wide receiver in 2019 in half-point PPR leagues. I mean, he's going to be a number two wide receiver, I believe. And again, someone you can go get, someone you can trade for. Yeah, I agree. I like the trade. I mean, I like Chase Edmonds. He's actually one of the people I was trying to get. We can talk about that in a minute. DJ Shark is a good receiver, young guy. Uh, the thing that would made me um, be okay with trading him is he hasn't played 16 games yet. He's still he's a little injury prone. Gets nicked up a lot. And then just a new coach, new offense type of thing. It might be refreshing, but you know, you never know how a new coach feels about a guy. They did bring in uh, a guy, uh, Marvin Jones, who has played with the offensive coordinator for the last two years as the Lions. Like I said, last podcast. Um, so he's gonna have. He's at number one. I just know that there's gonna be a lot of people involved in that offense. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of people, and it might take a year or two for this offense to actually click and get rolling together. But I think it'll get there eventually. Yeah, I think. Last year, he was my, like one of our podcasts towards the end of the year, he was my sleeper for this upcoming year. Mm -hmm. So I've seen nothing to make me say otherwise, like to this point. So I I think it's a good move getting DJ Chark, even if you've been a little bit frustrated with him these Mm -hmm. past few years, I think it's going to get better for him. All right, Ryan, let's talk about Chase Edmonds. Uh, So for me... I think this is the best case scenario offseason for Chase Edmonds. Kenyon Drake leaving the Cardinals, not signing anyone yet. Uh, Chase Edmonds is only 24, so he's about to hit that running back prime area. Uh, I, I assume they're going to draft someone. If they don't draft anyone in those first two rounds, though, Chase Edmonds has the green light to be a, the guy. Okay. Uh, last year, last year he had um, a good part of the passing game. If he keeps the passing game work and just gets a little bit more red zone work, he's a guy who can be an RB2 consistently because they do pass the ball to him quite often. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I think his backup is like neat. His, oh, what is his name? Like, you know, know something? You know, Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not playing. That's he's, he's, I like Eno Benjamin. I like him <laughs> on film, but I mean, I get it. He's not playing, he hasn't played yet. The reports are that James Conner is visited with the Arizona Cardinals. Are you Does serious? Not, yeah. I was gonna kinda just, I was gonna make that joke. Like, hey, wait for James Conner to go there. Yeah, yeah. No, if, he, if that happens, then I gotta change everything. But as of right <laughs> really? now, they have I, not they have not brought anything. Well, James Conner gets hurt a lot, so it may be Yeah. Happen, and but, and he's not the I mean, he's an okay pass catcher, James Conner, but I think Chase Edmonds is the better pass catcher at that point. And would you rather have them get James Conner or draft someone though? And I think I'd rather have them get James Conner if I'm looking from the Chase Edmonds standpoint. If I okay, but draft someone in the first two rounds or well, yes. not the first round? No, no, not the first not, round. But not the first round. But you're talking about if they draft someone in second or third round. I would have to say that I'd rather them draft someone still. Oh, okay. Because you're right. James Conner might only be there for two years. But James Conner has this guy, kind of this chip on the shoulder type of thing, and he can't stay healthy. That's the reason why James Conner hasn't produced. He can't stay healthy. Yeah. If he's healthy, he's a good back. And that, and that scares me. A running back, you can miss on a running back being drafted. True. You know, obviously, it depends on who it is. 
But if you, but even Najee if, Harris, no, well, it's like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> gotta change everything. Here. All right. <laughs> so basically, what we're saying is buy Benny Benny Snell stock. stock. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think the Steelers definitely draft a running back. They have to. Okay, Keone, who's someone oh, you're yeah. trying to trade trade for? Um, even though I did the opposite of this. I mean, it worked out for both of us. Um, I would trade Joe Mixon because he is young. He's only 24 years old. He just got rid of that problem in the mustache of Giovanni Bernard. And so he's free in that entire backfield. I mean, there might be their third string back behind him still, but he should be the main back. If he can stay healthy, then he should really, really perform. And they're not really going to have a quarterback. I think it's Brandon Allen for going to be a good portion of the year so until joe joe burrow comes back i expect them to be doing pretty a lot of run like a be a pretty run heavy offense um so he's going to get a lot of reps and i think he's a good move moving forward and he has a lot of momentum yeah i mean i think everyone knows how i feel about joe mixon i love the guy i've always been a fan but He's let me down in the past before, and it's it's been really tough. But I now have him on my dynasty team. So you're so, welcome. Yeah, I I think the thing about Joe Mixon is that it's the offensive play calling that it's a lot. It's really streaky. Sometimes they really focus on getting the ball, and sometimes they'll go five games without getting him more than ten touches, and that sucks. Uh, I think. If I'm a Joe Burrow or Joe, sorry, Joe uh, Mixon fan, I really want Joe Burrow to be there week one. Because if, if it's Brandon Allen, I'm going, the defenses are going to play Joe Burrow for the run. Or sorry, Joe, uh, <laughs> Joe Mixon for the run. Yeah. I, I'd want Joe Mixon. Or sorry, Joe Burrow. God dang. These Joes <laughs> Too many <are> Joes. <laughs> we need to get these Joes off of the Cincinnati Bengals team. But, but I think they, I like Joe Mixon. Injured, but injury good prone. Back. Yeah, very good back. Yeah, I agree. Other guy I'm trying to trade for is Curtis Samuel, going to a new team. Ron Rivera getting him back. I mean, he is a weapon. I think you know he'll be a flex option for your fantasy team, and that's kind of what you're looking to get back. Maybe two flex options for one or you package him to move up for a number two wide receiver or a number two running back or something, you know, package some guys together. He could be that nice little cherry on top. For me, this is actually, I'm totally against this. He's, again, I like him going to Washington as a football move, but his worst, but his best year was without Ron Rivera. I, I mean, he yeah, had his, his most reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most receptions. But most that was yards. also without CMC. Like, oh, yeah, he got true. a lot of work because CMC was not on the field. I, I think Ron Rivera likes him. I mean, like, I, I think it has to do more with CMC missing time than Ron Rivera not being his coach while he had the better season. Hmm. Okay. Well, if, if you think about it like that, then yeah, I, yeah. Curtis Salmon's good. I just think I'm, I'm scared. Yeah, because I mean, even then, the year before when he did it with Ron Rivera, he had more targets than last year. Mm-hmm. He just didn't catch the ball as well. He wasn't yeah. used right. Yeah, I mean, I think 
yeah, I, I, you're right. You're right. And it could be terrible, but. Uh, this yeah. is, this is out of the, out of the ones who, the DJ Parker, this one. Oh, this one was yeah. a little riskier. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This one was supposed to be riskier. It's a wide receiver three. Yeah, yeah, that, like a flex option. This is a guy that you want to pick, you want to trade for to, you know, fill in on a bye week or hopefully flex through the whole season. And if you could flex him, this this guy could be a league winner. I mean, yeah. it's just facts. He can produce at both sides. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm I'm with JJ on this one, and I understand it is risky, but he was my number three pick out of our top fifteen free agents. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty up on this on Curtis Samuel and I mean for dynasty uh Ryan Fitzpatrick's not going to be there I don't think for very long um like he'll be there for this year um but expect them to probably get a quarterback either in the this draft or in the definitely the next coming next few years so hopefully that raises his value on that team so again be be a year early so all right, who's someone else uh, you guys are trading for? You guys got one one other guy for me? Um, I got uh, Corey Davis. And I know he was like towards our, our middle range in, um, in our top 15 free agents. But I think he can, like we said, I don't think he's a number one in this, in this league, but I think he's a pretty solid wide receiver too. And uh, he's going to the Jets, I believe. Yeah, because he's going to the Jets. So... They're going to get Zach Wilson, and I think he can do solid numbers behind Jamison Crowder, and I think he's ahead of Denzel Mims in terms of what he's going to get on the team. And I think there's probably there's a few weeks where Jamison Crowder is probably going to be injured because it seems to be what happens to him for during every year. So those games, I expect Corey Davis to to break out and get some good numbers for you. And so I think it, people might be worried him going from Tennessee, but I think now is the time. If any, if anything to kind of, to get him, if he's available. Uh, I like this. Um, This is definitely better for dynasty than I think will be for redraft next year, just because they're having a a rookie. He's going to be playing with a rookie quarterback. But with Dynasty, this is a really, really great move. I think that Zach Wilson's potential is really high. And Corey Davis and him can get a connection. And maybe that's the guy that he goes to instead of, you know, Sam Darnold going to Jameson Crowder. Maybe that's a different type of connection, you know? Yeah, I like I like this too. Yeah, for Dynasty. Like like Ryan said, maybe not for redraft, but definitely for Dynasty. I think you can get him for really cheap too. Like if you wanted to trade like, I don't know, Mike Williams for him. I don't know if that's right there but somewhere right around there mm-hmm. i mean again a, a wide receiver three that's definitely going to be able to fill in at your flex and get you through some bye weeks uh for me it's uh melvin gordon and this is actually the oldest player that we have on this list he's 27 years old but i think he's another winner Philip Lindsay left he now has control of the backfield uh defensive coach who likes to run the ball last year the hit uh, melvin gordon had 10 games of uh, 15 plus touches he averaged 15 points in those games fancy points um in those games this is half P- and it's half ppr the fact is he gets touches he will produce philip Lindsay took up a, too much of that 
I, I'm not sure what they're going to do as a quarterback. The offense is set pretty much. If Drew Locke can make the, make the leap or if they get a quarterback that's better, the offense will score. Melvin Gordon is a red zone threat. Last year, he also had nine touchdowns, well, 10 total touchdowns, one receiving and nine rushing. I just think that after that kind of off year with the Chargers of the year before, he ba- he bounced back pretty well last year, and I think he'll play uh, produce even better this year. Yeah, I like this. I think I like it more for redraft than dynasty, though. I don't know how sure. long he's not going to last that long. Yeah, I, this is a win. But, this is a win now move. Yep, and I think the Chase Edmonds was a move for me that could you know I can have him for six more years. Yeah, but Melvin Gordon can start for your team right now, and will and will help you win your championship at dynasty league. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And I think he's going to be really undervalued this year by everyone, even though you're right. He's going to be the sole running back in that backfield. I mean, Royce Freeman is not going to come in and take that much work from him. And like you said, Melvin Gordon, he gets in the end zone every single year. It's just, yeah, it's just one thing that he's very consistent at is getting in the end zone. So that's really, really important for fantasy. Yeah, like if you take his like the average or if you take his total touchdowns over his career, I think he's including rushing and passing. He's averaged like over 10 per year. If you conclude all of them, I think there's maybe like one or two years where he's gotten under 10. But for the most part, he hits around 10 with at least eight rushing touchdowns per year minus his like first year and and when he was in San Diego better than that he gets at least eight rushing touchdowns per year so he's and he might like depending on who they get he might be open more in the backfield or to catch to catch passes so that might just boost his um, passing numbers which is pretty much the only thing that like he could get more yards rushing but for the most part like his passing game if that improves he'll be super solid That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Is there anything you guys want to plug, Ryan, Keone? No, I've got nothing. <laughs> just listen to the podcast. <laughs> just all of Daydreamer Media. Yeah, tell, yeah, tell your friends. Um, subscribe, like, wherever you guys get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, check us out, daydreamermedia.com. Uh, we have all of our information up there. You guys can follow us on Twitter at FF Daydreamers, Instagram at day underscore dreamer media. All right, let me stop talking. I've been talking way too much. So producer Ian, hit the music. Remember, tell your friends, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Whatever you do, stay dreaming!